This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. On pain.tv. Folks, this is Dustin Gold right here on Pain.tv slash gold. And you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard where we are showing you, folks, daily, daily, seven shows a week. We are showing you the inner workings of the technocratic transhumanist movement, ladies and gentlemen, as they try to conquer our natural world and drive us into a cyber metaverse just hacking and hijacking and pirating everything along the way that's what these folks are i mean what is dr charles morgan the third talking about here this entire hour-long lecture that we've broken down over several episodes is all about hacking and hijacking and pirating the human mind pirating the human biology that's what these folks do. This is what they're up to. That's what the fourth industrial revolution is, the merger of the physical, the digital, and the biological. All right, I back this up 15 seconds. Let's pick this back up and uh, get rid of this guy for, for the foreseeable future because, frankly, folks, he is disgusting me at this point, but we learned a lot from him. I mean, blessed uh, him for putting out the this lecture folks because we picked up a lot of information and now we have the ability to move forward and look at products that are out there in the public that maybe are being used for nefarious purposes selling you perceived convenience and trade for your own personal liberty your freedom and your autonomy let's continue five years um if they have to do the brain implants we'll know sooner because i I can't see any other reason why DARPA got approval for 500 deep, plain, deep brain implants. I think the next step is going to be a hive, a hive brain that's uh, already been done in rats. You can link multiple brains. And as a hive, they solve problems much faster than the individual uh, rat. So that technology is here. I'm, I'm assuming they'll link people who they've given permission, who've given permission to link their brains to have a productive life, live in virtual reality, move robotic things. They can probably problem solve. So I think in the next okay 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 sorry folks we have to pause that we have to pause that because you have again i just have to repeat this so it makes sense to you you have a former former 
And I make a joke out of that, folks. Former. Yeah, right. CIA intelligence officer. Standing at the West Point Academy in front of a group of military cadets and faculty talking about brain hacking, mind control, injecting cells into people to control them, releasing diseases targeted to one individual's DNA to kill them. And now he's talking about the brain chips. Again, this is 2018. To connect a group of people together to live inside of a virtual world, he said. To live inside of a virtual world. So you take the physical, a human, take the biological, put a brain chip in them, and take the digital, living inside of a virtual world. That's what he just said. So this man who is with the government, backed up by government contracts, this gentleman here, Dr. Charles Morgan III, who helps select special operators for elite teams and missions, this man working on a university in New Haven under government grants, this man working to plant memories inside of people's heads, This man who gets giddy and excited and calls it fun and awesome and really incredible to be able to mind control people. Yes, this man right here, Dr. Charles Morgan III, is telling you with all the inside knowledge he has and the government partnerships he has and the government agencies he's worked for, he is telling you that they are going to be able to connect people's heads together with the Neuralink style brain chip and have them living inside of a virtual world. That's called the metaverse, folks. So if you don't believe me, if you don't believe all the sources that I provided over the last 44 episodes, if you don't believe Elon Musk and you don't believe Peter Thiel and you don't believe Ray Kurzweil and you don't believe Dennis Bushnell of NASA and you don't believe all the folks that we've covered here, all the papers, all the speeches, all the articles, then you could believe this guy from the government. Now, I would tell you I don't trust anyone from the government, but there's only two things going on here. Either one, they are doing it, or two, they want you to believe they are doing it. So if they want you to believe they're doing it, then it might as well be done because they are making it a reality. And the fact is, again, we have to be aware of this stuff and that it's coming. And it's not necessarily the person at Fort Detrick who volunteers to have the Neuralink brain chip put inside of their head. And in about a month, Elon Musk will be coming forward supposedly with an announcement on Halloween coming out of Neuralink. He's probably going to show a human with the Neuralink inside their head. I think it's about time. He's going to be Iron Man. Tony Stark. It's me, Tony Stark. It's me, Tony Stark. I am Iron Man. And so maybe they're going to show that they rescued some paraplegic and saved him and he can walk again and hug his children. I don't know. Whatever it is, it'll tug at the heartstrings. And so you're getting it now from this government-connected guy that they're doing exactly what we've been talking about here. Ray Kurzweil, as I showed you, the modern sort of godfather of the transhumanist movement who is seeking eternal life for himself, trying to upload his mind to the cloud and then beam it down into a biological body, like maybe a baby being born in the synthetic womb we covered, or a non-biological Iron Man suit similar to the super soldier program, the exoskeletons that the government is building. 
Yeah, so this guy tells you right there that uh, people will be living inside of this virtual metaverse. All right, I backed it up. Let's see if I can let this finish, folks. There's only one minute left. Five years. Um, if they have to do the brain implants, we'll know sooner because I, I can't see any other reason why DARPA got approval for 500 deep, plane, deep brain implants. I think the next step is going to be a hive, a hive brain. Uh, it's already been done in rats. You can link multiple brains. And as a hive, they solve problems much faster than the individual uh, rat. So that technology is here. I'm, I'm assuming they'll link people who they've given permission, who've given permission to link their brains to have a productive life, live in virtual reality, move robotic things. They can probably problem solve. So I think in the next few years, that's what we'll see is brain to brain linking for problem solving to see if it makes it more efficient. Um, but those are a couple of technologies I want to make you aware of. Uh, and then you can run away and think about their more direct applications. I tend to think of things from a medical perspective and from an intelligence and information perspective. Uh, but it's no longer really science fiction, and most of these fields have moved faster uh, than I actually thought in 2010. Uh, the only one has been expanding memory that hasn't, hasn't moved as fast. But I thought I would share that with you, and uh, that's all I had to say. So thank you. Okay, okay. So as uh, Dr. Charles Morgan III wraps up here, let's just recap what he said at the end of the lecture. So when he first wrote this uh, presentation, put the presentation together, it was in 2010. And that was when he was exiting the... Um, CIA supposedly exiting as an intelligence officer and his superiors asked him to put a presentation together what would happen in the future and he told us that he said I can't really predict what's going to happen in the future but I can definitely predict what's going to happen in the next five years. And so then he kept up with this presentation. He kept it up to date. And so fast forward eight years from when he gave the first presentation, he's now standing at the West Point Military Academy, speaking to a room full of cadets and faculty, and he's giving his updated presentation. And he just said all the technology in the, in the lecture, everything that we reviewed over the last few episodes, has advanced rapidly, rapidly, except the technology to be able to expand one's mind to give them super memory which he was talking about a nasal spray that one would spray up their nose and then that might give them super memory for i don't know what it was like a few hours he had mentioned that way they could go into some sort of you know from the military or intelligence perspective go on a mission be able to collect all this information store everything in their head that other people can't grab and then go back and be debriefed and basically download that information. But as I mentioned to you, some of these technologies become um, obsolete. They get thrown to the wayside because there are other technologies that are being developed in parallel that may exceed that technology and render that one useless it becomes a moot point so they go nasal spray what the heck dude we're going to be putting brain chips in people and they're going to be walking around like a smartphone being able to video everything from their eyeball and hear every sound within 150 yards so they don't need the nasal spray if they're going to uh, create some of this technology through say a technological aspect versus a biological so they might not need to make the biological change to the actual 
physical human body, they could do that through some sort of merger with machine. And so you're seeing this. So the, the technocracy, as I mentioned, folks, is ruled by the scientists and the engineers, okay? And so they believe they can streamline society, streamline culture, streamline the workforce, and streamline the distribution of goods produced by the workforce. And then you have the transhumanists, which are focused on merging the man with the machine. And so it all comes into play together. It will all be connected through the Internet of Things, the Internet of uh, Bodies and such. And then when you're living in the cyber world, they'll bring back these Internet of Senses so it feels like you're actually living in the real world. So all this stuff comes together. Now, what I'm going to do is we're going to take what Dr. Charles Morgan III just laid out. And I'm really going to focus on um, his quote, if you change the past, you change human behavior. And then the technology that he talks about uh, in the last few minutes, because I believe I've really, you know, fried your brain, to be honest, with all the technology re-reviewed in the last few episodes. But now I want to get into some of the gadgets that are out there, some of the smart objects that the technocratic uh, front men, I would say the manufacturers and the retailers are trying to push into your home. But rather than me having showed that to you many episodes ago and just telling you they're dangerous, at this point, you've heard Dr. Charles Morgan III now talk about what they can do with certain technologies. And now you're going to be able to look at these smart devices. These ones in particular, I'm going to show, are aimed at a certain group of people. And then we can start to talk about the possibilities, as Charles Morgan does, what they could actually be doing with these smart gadgets uh, to this particular group of people um, while they're awake, while they're sleeping. What could the purpose really be as they sell you, as the pitch men, the Billy Mays out there, sell you perceived convenience and trade for your personal liberty, freedom, and human autonomy? And I think it's important now to understand uh, and to start to think like Dr. Morgan. So when we look at these technologies, let's look at it from a citizen's intelligence agency network perspective. He said he looks at these things from a science perspective and an intelligence perspective. Let's look at them from a citizen's intelligence agency perspective. How could they be using these technologies against us? How could we be contributing to the engineering of humanity out of existence by the changing of our past to change our behavior? Now that we know what Dr. Charles Morgan III is up to, when he's working on behalf of the United States government. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. We will be right back, right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.TV. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. 
This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Folks, thank you for joining us over there. Fantastic community of people, intelligence flying all over the place. People sending me articles and research and everything else, and I do appreciate it. And Everything uh, that pertains to this show will be worked into this show, so... Don't worry about that, folks. It just takes a while. I have notebook upon notebook filled with shows, filled with shows that are coming up. All right. What I want to show you, uh, because I have been researching some of this stuff myself, okay, and my wife has been looking at some of this stuff as well. And so you hear about these little gadgets, okay, from people out there in the expecting uh, parents' circles that we're in. And so this is the group I'm going to focus on right now, uh, and it's babies. And the reason why I'm focusing on babies is because babies don't have the ability to just say no, to just say no to the smart technology, to just say no to the cutesy little gadgets. No, folks, babies don't have that ability. And so they are innocent. And so it is your job, it is my job, it is the parent's job, the grandparent's job to protect these children from the technologies of people like Elon Musk, Peter Thiel, um, Dr. Charles Morgan III. And so I want to look at these children because also what is very important here, folks, is that Let's say I'm 41, right? I'm 41. So I'm in the middle right now between young and old. I'm in the middle. I don't know what you are. But the fact is my mind is pretty much made up on what direction I'm going with this technology. I'm starting to figure out two, three, four, five years from now what this situation is going to look like, what this planet is going to look like, how much of this stuff I could realistically avoid, how much of this stuff I'm going to have to interact with, how I can live one foot in the matrix and one foot out of the matrix. But babies babies don't have that choice. They're not able to think about that. But they are important to the system. They are important to the technocracy. They are important to the transhumanist movement because it is always the next generation in line that is going to end up adopting more of the technology and have to be programmed to live in the new future that the social engineering class are developing, right? So you and I may say no thanks to the fourth industrial revolution, but as you can see, they are rolling out the fourth industrial revolution, whether you or I agree with it or not. Now, there is slight pushback to the fourth industrial revolution. There was the group of Amish that I told you about that organized at the Maryland State House that helped block a bill that would have made it very difficult to do home births. Okay, a little pushback there. There was a little pushback that we covered a few weeks ago from some old folks, some seniors out there. We love you. 
who pushed back against the frictionless shopping that Wegmans grocery store tried to roll out and they were stealing from the store to the point where Wegmans had to cancel their self-scanner shopping app that they were pushing customers into. So there's slight pushback. That's organic pushback, not organized. That was just a bunch of old timers who saw an opportunity to use the old five finger discount. Uh, when the technologists tried to uh, force them into uh, this technological uh, frictionless shopping world. And they said, no, if you're going to do that, we're going to steal. That wasn't organized. The Amish were organized, but they came out and they were able to block this bill. So we see slight pushback. But for the most part, they're rolling out the fourth industrial revolution, whether we like it or not. You know, they're rolling out the EV cars. They're rolling out the friction, the shopping technology. They're putting in more self-checkout. And then eventually you don't even need to do the self-checkout because you're being charged on your account every time you walk in and walk out of the store. They are pushing virtual reality and augmented reality goggles all over the place. I know people in various industries like sales that are worried they're going to lose their jobs and be replaced by augmented reality 3D avatar uh, salesmen. You're seeing it being used in healthcare. We've shown you plenty of examples of that. So the fourth industrial revolution technology is being rolled out whether we like it or not. Now, you or I can say no to it, but our children are the ones they're coming after. They're the ones, even in the last 30 years, that have been pushed into video games and then into Second Life games and then into Minecraft and Roblox and such that I've explained in depth on this show. Prepping them, priming them, training them to accept a coming uh, second world inside of a cyber metaverse okay they're the ones that are growing up with the smartphone in their hand because i see it every day i'm sure you do i mean maybe you even do it now you can think about whether it's a good idea or not but i see parents all the time hand their kids an ipad or hand their kids an iphone in the grocery store at a restaurant to keep them quiet uh, I witnessed someone who literally at the dinner table at home, uh, everyone's eating, grandparents and such, they let their child watch uh, cartoons on an iPhone at the dinner table just to keep them quiet. So people use these tools as perceived convenience for themselves. So if my kid is annoying, he wants us to go outside and play catch with him, or he wants to go you know, run around in the backyard. Instead of me taking 10 minutes out of my day to do that, I just hand him an iPad with cartoons on it, and you don't even know what he's watching, folks. You didn't screen all the cartoons, and when they're on YouTube and they're hopping around, there's all kinds of dangerous stuff. There are cartoons designed uh, where we hear them almost like a Charlie Brown teacher, and they sound innocent to us because it sounds like Ren and Stimpy or something, and we ah, oh, they're just laughing over there, and there's all kinds of sexually explicit content embedded inside that cartoon. So these are the kids they're going after, and babies are the most important because if they can get the babies hooked on the idea of technology being part of the world, it's just there, it just is, it's just part of the world, then they have no reason to question it when they reach three, four, five, six years old when they're able to start communicating with you. They don't question it at all. 
especially when mom and dad hands it to them or mom and dad surrounds them with it. So that's very important. The third thing is that they could actually be programming these children, as Dr. Charles Morgan III talks about, uh, while they're sleeping. He says that can be done. So imagine all of the smart devices surrounding your child that are being uh, beamed into their head. And then you have the opposite, where all the smart devices are monitoring them, are monitoring them. And that information is being fed into the cloud, being processed, becoming part of, I don't know, the AI hive mind, being used to help create um, some of the Frankenstein technologies they're developing, being able to figure out how to develop certain stem cells that they can inject in these kids, certain ways to biohack people, to make Yuval Noah Harari's dream come true of creating the hackable animals, the people that they're going to hack. And so this is all very important to understand, folks. And if you have this type of technology, around your child i would say it's time to remove it if they're young enough not to complain and if you've already taken part in getting them addicted to it then it is time to probably wean them off it and start to teach your children that these devices in some cases are tools like a computer so let's say you are an accountant and you need to use, you know, whatever, QuickBooks, or you need to use spreadsheets to do your work, or you're a graphic designer and you need access to the Adobe suite of products as I have here, or you're a web developer or a programmer or whatever. So you need access to the computer as a tool to be able to make money inside of this current world that we live in but it doesn't have to be a way of life you don't need all this perceived convenience especially if you're trading it for your personal liberty your freedom and your human autonomy all right so i will talk more about this as we go through these products and i'm going to spend most of the rest of the show walking through some of these products that i see to be very dangerous and then we will speculate on the nefarious purposes behind some of these products as dr charles morgan would do so we look at them at face value and then we're going to discuss them from the perspective of a monster like him what they would be used for okay how they connect to some of the technologies that he's already discussed and this way we're coming at it from the citizens intelligence agency side of things we want to know how these products are harmful to us and our children so up on the screen, folks, I just want to show you, I have Google just smart baby products. And so and then this is where we're going to start. I'm just going to give you a little overview. And then we pulled some videos. and We're going to start to look at some videos of these products. And then trust me, this is going to loop back around uh, into the Cyber Soldier 2050 project, the Cyborg Super Soldier. We are going to look at that. And I have a podcast I am going to review with you. But I want to get this out of the way because it aligns with uh, the Dr. Charles Morgan stuff. So it's best to squeeze this in here, give us a little break from the madman, and then we'll pick back up with another madman, uh, another madman, Dr. Peter Emanuel. All right, so up on the screen, I'm just looking here. This is under the uh, shop smart baby products section. And so you see the Owlette Dream Sock in mint. 
All right. So this is a sock that hooks up to your smartphone. Uh, don't worry. We're going to be watching that on a video. One of the most dangerous products out there. You have the uh, Tally Baby One Touch Tracker uh, Plus app and Alexa integration. Uh, you have the Love Every Looker Play Kit. And this is uh, like a smart play kit. All right. You have the Cubo Artificial Intelligence Sleep Safety Bundle. Oh, yeah, folks. Oh, yeah. You have the Hatch Rest Baby and Kids Sound Machine, White Noise, Nightlight, Lamp, and basically that's pumping white noise into their head, supposedly. Who knows what they're really doing? Now, as I mentioned yesterday, folks, there are ways around some of this stuff, okay? And we'll get into that momentarily. But uh, I wanted to just start to show you, okay, what's out there. Just just a bird's eye view before we start going into detail. And obviously, we can't review all of this stuff. But trust me, folks, I know one thing. I know one thing. I'm probably not going to get a sponsorship from any of these companies when I'm done when I'm done with this episode. All right, folks, let's take a quick break. When I come back, let me tell you how to escape some of these technologies, how to get around them, and then we're going to start delving into them. I'm going to start showing you some videos on what's actually out there. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 